0: Welcome to the Crushing Land podcast, brought to you by The Land Method. Each week, our host, Jonathan, along with the Land Method team and special guest speakers, will answer your burning questions on land investing or discuss relevant real estate investing strategies and principles. So, without further ado, let's get started.
1: Uh, Hey everyone, Jonathan here from The Land Method, and uh, welcome to Crushing Land. And today we're going to be talking about due diligence on your land. Uh, It's a subject that comes up very often. In fact, we just had it the other day in our group coaching call, and that's why we decided, hey, Let's, uh, let's shoot a short video and discuss this. It's something that we go very deep into in our program, uh, but uh, again, something that everybody can benefit from a little bit here as we discuss it. So one of the things that happens when it comes to due diligence, that's, that's pretty much across the board, we even talked about this in our call, is that everybody at the beginning spends too much time doing it. It's just something you're just not sure, and you feel like you need to know every last little detail, and on and on and on that goes. The problem is that you get into that habit, and I know people that have been doing this business for years and years and years, and they're still spending hours per property doing due diligence. The bottom line is you really don't need to be doing that. You need to find the same basic information on every single property, it's really all that there is. You got to find out what it can be. I'm not going to go through the entire list, but you have to basically find out what it can be used for, what it's zoned for. You know, is there public water or sewer? If there isn't, is there a septic? Uh, is there a well? Is there room for a septic? Has there been a perk test? What kind of road is there? Electricity? Uh, d- what different things like that? Now, the bottom line is when it comes to these different aspects of. Uh, finding out these things about a property, there's really two places that you can go to get the vast majority of these things answered. One, you can go to uh, the county or the the city, whoever is uh, in charge of that, whoever is Uh, ordinances it falls under, you can go to them and you can get the information from them. The other thing that you can do obviously is you can also look at listings that are for sale or have sold in that area, like literally right nearby, houses or land, and you can see what information you're pulling up from those listings regarding those properties. So for example, if you go on to Zillow or something like that, and you have a piece of vacant land right here, and there's a house here, and there's a house here, and there's a house here for sale, and they all have public water and sewer, then there's public water and sewer available on that street. Now again, the city or county would be able to tell you that same information as well. The other thing when it comes to due diligence is that you go deeper with it the more that you want to do with the property. So for example, if you are just looking to take a property and double close it or assign it or something like that, your due diligence process does not need to be as detailed. You're just basically finding out information about the property to be able to market it, what it can be used for and things like that that buyers would wanna know. But let's say now you're thinking about me and maybe I want to purchase this piece of property. So now you're tying up your money. Again, in in our course, we discussed different situations where you could use an assignment when you double close, when you buy it outright. So if you're getting to the point now of saying I might consider buying this outright because it really makes sense, then your due diligence process might become a little bit deeper. You're really kind of checking off all the boxes because now you're tying up your own money at this point, right? With the double close, with the assignment, you, you might be tying up your money, but only for a few moments. Whereas if you're buying it outright and planning on selling it down the line or for a better price or, or marketing at a higher value and whatever it may be, now you are tying up your own funds. So you want to make sure that your due diligence and everything that you have there checks out and is in the right order. Then, as you get even further along with this, with some of the things that we've talked about, such as like entitlements and subdivision and things like that, well, that's an entire due diligence process in itself, right? Because if you're looking at these things and being like, well, can I subdivide this property? Maybe it's long and it's this, and I want to go down the line. I want to subdivide it, or I want to get entitlements on it. I want to put in, uh, I want to put in um, septic or not put them in, but get approvals for for septic or, or wells or whatever it may be. These different entitlements aspects, those are aspects of due diligence that you're going to do as you go down the line. So those are just taking it a step further each and every time. So really, your due diligence process is the same with every property. When you start with a property, you're starting your due diligence process with, with basically the checklist that we give you and you're checking off, okay, this is the stuff that I, I need to know about this property. Then from there, it's okay, let's make sure everything checks out perfectly. There's nothing that I might be a little unsure of that if I was double closing or if I was assigning it, I wouldn't care about. Whereas if I if I wanna tie up my own money, it's something that I might be worried about. And then of course, after that, is also the aspect of well, maybe I can take this further along down the line and make it even larger, uh, make turn it into a project, do entitlements, do subdivisions, something like that. So now your due diligence process has become even longer because now you're adding in those aspects of it. The other thing, when it comes to like title searching and things like that, that's part of due diligence. But remember, the professionals that you're working with handle that for you. So obviously, if you're like, well, I'm wondering about liens and I'm wondering about this issue on the property, or if there's anything like that obviously when it goes to the title company or the closing attorney they're going to be the ones that that look up that and find out those aspects for you so the due diligence process does not need to be complicated right so many people get hung up on like all of these little aspects and trying to like just find out every last little thing about the property and the bottom line is the vast 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 majority of time unless you're going down that road specifically to to do something like that the the vast majority of those things does not need to be known right and you can find out what it's zoned for for example let's use zoning as an example and they say well it allows uh single family and and manufactured homes that's what it allows on the property What is a manufactured home? That really depends on the area, right? Every area is different about that. So to sit there and try to be like, well, you can bring in a mobile home that's from 2021, but you can't bring in a mobile home from 1986, That may be true, it may not be. And some people get so far along with that that they just try to get all of these details and it really doesn't matter. Yes, you may have a buyer that comes along and asks you very specifically, can I put on a mobile home from 1986 on this property? And if you don't know the answer, you just tell them, I don't know about that one specifically. Yes, the property allows mobile homes. If you have a question about your specific mobile home, then you should contact the county directly or the city or whoever may be and ask them. So again, you're basically getting just the general feeling for it and knowing what can be there. Is it a sound investment? It's helping you to decide if you should assign it. It's helping you to assign it, uh, decide if you should double close it. It's helping you to decide if you should just buy it outright. All of those aspects are coming out in your due diligence, but it's just simple information that you can come from, you can get from the county you can get from the city you can get from other listings you're using that information to get a general picture of what the property's like how far along you want to move it and then from there decide you know your strategy and being able to give information to your buyers in a general reasonable way and again part of it too is you don't want to get in trouble with giving them information that you shouldn't shouldn't because for example let's say the county again goes to zoning and they say yes it allows it allows single family and manufactured homes But they start asking very specific questions. Your best answer is always it just allows the things that the county gives you, right? The county said it allows single-family and manufactured homes. I don't know if your specific one would... Be included in that. People have asked about you know making uh, making homes out of shipping containers. People have asked about making homes out of tires. I've heard all of these different things, and these people come along and they ask, and my answer is always talk to the county. Why? Because the county says it allows these type of things. It allows single family. It allows manufactured. I don't know where your specific thing fits in, and I don't want to give you an answer because I don't want you to come back and sue me and say you told me I could do something. No, I gave you what the county told me for the zoning. What I found in my due diligence and now I can take, you can take that information and you can run with it if you have something very specific. So again, when it comes to due diligence process, you don't have to like blow this thing up. It's been hours and hours and hours and hours and hours trying to figure out every last little detail. It's basically going down the line, figuring out what's there, figuring out what it can be used for, all of these things in general, taking it deeper if you want to go deeper with it. If Only if you wanna go deeper with it. If you're looking to go deeper with like something, like I said, like subdivisions or entitlements or something like that. If you don't, then you don't even go that far, you stop. And then from there, using that information, you pass that along to your potential buyer. And if they have very specific, generalized questions on it, you let them do that themselves. It's the safest route for you. It saves you time. And most of your buyers are not going to be that general anyway. So for the the masses of people, it's going to be sufficient. So again, thanks for joining us on this episode of Crushing Land. And we'll catch you next time.
0: Thank you, listeners, for joining in today. Join us again next week for another discussion on all things land. If you have a topic you want discussed, send us an email about it at thelandmethod at gmail.com or use the contact form on our website, thelandmethod.com. Remember to join the Land Method Facebook group as well if you want to be the first to hear this content and be a part of a community that supports each other and our land businesses. Have a great week.